Episode 171 of the Drive-By Podcast, sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, voted best of tops in Montreal year after year for a reason. The best pastries and bakery items in the city from St. Leonard, Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and the expanded store in Brossard. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. Want a fantastic night out with your friends, significant other, co-workers? Go to batonrouge.ca to find out the closest restaurant to you, including number 30 coming to LaSalle in the Montreal area very soon. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of paid sponsors. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. Episode 171 of the Drive-By Podcast. I'm Freeway Frank. Hope you're doing great. This is the Thursday edition. Things have, have not changed in the province of Quebec. If you live outside of the province of Quebec, in other parts of Canada, people have always, uh, well, had their opinions about the province here that I live in. It's one of the reasons I left, not because I don't find Quebec unique, not because I don't love the city of of Montreal. I'm a Montrealer. I'm a Quebecer. Whether I'm English, Italian, speak French, doesn't matter. I am from here, even though I left for 18 years. I'm still as much a Quebecer as a French Quebecer. And French is my third language, and I speak it every day of my life, and I have no problem speaking it coming out of my mouth first, especially when I walk into an establishment where I know people are French. I know where I live. You know, we've done our due diligence over the years as English Quebecers, Quebecers uh, that have other mother tongues to respect the spaces around us in the sense that we know it's French everywhere. In some parts, it's, it's, it's English, and it'll remain English. You know, the city of Montreal, downtown Montreal, you hear English all the time. That's what they don't want. That's what the government of Quebec, Legault and his cronies, and everybody that came before him, they don't want to see that. I believe there are 350 million French-speaking people something like that. I saw the number around the world, 350 million. They're trying to preserve that. Uh, they're also, you know, remember here, we're not speaking um, uh, pure French. This is not Parisian, okay? Uh, <laughs> this is not Parisian French. Now, I understand, though, that they're trying to protect, you know, Montreal, Quebec is this is this little spot, albeit a big province, in North America engulfed by English, okay, and, and other languages. I get it, but I think over the years they've done a lot of things to protect the language. But now it's overboard. It's getting to the point where back in the late 70s, early 80s when I was a kid, there was a mass exodus from Quebec where we lost, first of all, half of Toronto is, is our former Montrealers. Half of Toronto are people who just said, F this and left. And you could see it. I lived in Toronto for seven years. You could see it at any Toronto Maple Leafs game when the Habs are there. 
It's there are more Habs fans. There's a reason. Okay, they they never left the Bleu Blanc Rouge behind. Even though they moved, no matter where they went across the country, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, anywhere, Edmonton, wherever they ended up going, a Quebecer and a Montrealer always wears his his heart or or their their heart on their sleeve, the Quebec heart on their sleeve that we're we're from here. I mean, we're more proud to be from Montreal than we are to be sometimes from Quebec as English-speaking Montrealers, former Montrealers, uh, expats, okay? And that's because we've been uh, treated horribly over the years. Anglos have been treated, English people, even allophones, which means, uh, you know, your mother tongue is something else but English or French. For those of you who are not listening, it's allophone. So in my case, I'm an allophone because my mother tongue is Italian. That's my first language, English second, French third. But look, it's a unique situation here, but we've always managed. But there are reasons why people don't like us, don't like this place, because there's always another problem with language. And this latest thing that they're trying to do, uh, not trying to do, will be doing here in Quebec, as the government follows through with its revisions to the province's French language charter, things like dishwashers, stoves, appliances, anywhere you see something written in English, they will now force the manufacturers to change it to French. Who loses with all this stuff happening? The consumer. Because things will get more expensive expensive for the manufacturers who do end up uh, staying. Because, you know, what's, what's this going to do? Well, it's going to force uh, washing machine makers, coffee makers, refrigerator and appliance uh, makers from outside of Quebec, they're going to need to to put French on the dials, on the buttons, and they're going to be like, okay, so this company is like, okay, we're sending how many? Now, Quebec, Montreal is definitely a big market. They're not going to want to lose the market, but the amount of work it's going to take in order for them to relabel, to do everything in French you know, it, it, it's going to come with an expense. They're going to have to charge the consumer more. And some companies are just going to be like, what? What do you mean we can't use the word uh, bake, rinse, all these words? We have to change all these words to French. Fuck it. We're not going to do it. That's what's going to end up happening. Because companies have already done this. Companies already left Quebec a long time ago, decades and decades and decades ago. There's an exodus every every decade, pretty much. But as I said, when I was a kid, you know, be, being a young boy, I remember that's when the first mass exodus happened when everybody left. I mention all the time, I left in 93, came back in 2011. I was never coming back here outside of a vacation to see my friends and family. I was never coming back here. I ended up coming back, and I was okay with not being back here. Of course, I missed Montreal. I missed, you know, the unique things about the city of Montreal and Quebec. But it was always a great feeling. It was a great feeling when you were landing, coming back home, and even better feeling when you were back on the plane, getting the hell out of here. Just because things here don't work smoothly, they never have. There's always a problem, you know? This place is that family member or friend that the, you know a fight's going to break out, an argument's going to break out. They always have to be right. That that person. That's what Quebec is. Not Montreal. Because Montreal is here. It's great. But the province 
is that 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 person in the family you just don't get along with and you'll never get along with because no matter what they're going to raise hell about something and it's sad and honestly my wife who is a canadian <laughs> i say that with with uh, without sounding like i'm not trying to be a jerk uh, by saying that and saying that we're not canadians but meaning english canadian true english canadian from out west the only reason she is still here obviously is because i'm here because technically she could work anywhere okay and i'm here because of my mom my family right now but i've always said eventually that i would leave again because anywhere else in the world you could be yourself anything anywhere else in the world you could talk the way you want to talk say what you want to say without having to worry about offending somebody language whatever then that's not to mention all the other problems that come here and i know there's going to be people that'll be hearing this then say well then leave that well i did and i came back for a great opportunity but at some point you know even doing what i'm doing here i i can end up doing this anywhere else i don't need to, to necessarily be here i am here truly for family and i really do i'm a montrealer i really do love living here even though look it's there's a there's a madness to it right i mean we complain and complain and complain but in the end montreal it's just a it's a it's a great city it's a fantastic city it'd be better if it was in another state or province <laughs> but it's a, a fantastic city so hearing this now that's all this stuff that's going to be happening the relabeling and all that it only makes things worse for for the people as i said the consumers the inhabitants it hurts people and look i know so many french people that have had enough as well now had they not had enough a referendum at some point would have gone their way quebec would have separated quebec will never separate because there's still a majority of french people that are federalists and are canada first because they have realized how important their passport is and quebec you know yeah sure they're quebecers they're proud quebecers but they're also canadian they don't want to lose that um, as well as their pensions and all that but but at the end of all this of this discussion th if they could separate and if they could hold a referendum and know that they could win it and not piss everybody off again which is why they don't bring the referendum up uh, anymore because they know they're not going to win it they do things like this and, and these are annoying things but they do things like this to keep trying to preserve something that is already preserved because if you're french like i was sitting next to a guy yesterday and most of the people were speaking english in the establishment that i was at he was french he spoke perfect english and perfect french but i asked him i said you know at home you speak french he goes yeah of course and he goes here because people are speaking english and i have no problem speaking that but why is it such a problem why is it such a you're not going to be part of a francophone family and speak english unless there's a mixed family where one parent is french one parent is english and you're mixing it all up if both parents are french and and the kids go to french school even if the kids know english knowing language is a beautiful thing it's only gonna help you 
Anywhere you go in the world, English is international. It's the language. It's not going to hurt you. It doesn't matter if you watch a movie on Netflix in English. It doesn't matter. Now they're trying to, they, they want to do that too. They want to change. They want to have Quebec streaming regulations as well. <laughs> like the CRTC wasn't enough. What do you with The QRTC? Yeah, that's next. So it's, it's, it's absolutely stupid, asinine. It's completely ridiculous because... For as long as French people will be here, which is forever, and the amount of French people that are here, for English to, to disappear, it would mean French people would have to be fed up about speaking their mother tongue and would just have to speak English for literally generations and generations. And that's not going to happen. Because if you're a proud French, Francophone Quebecer, you're going to speak French. And when you're around English people, you're going to speak English, but you're still going to speak French. The French will never be lost. Look at where we are now in 2023. And there's more French than ever here, than I ever remember in my lifetime. More French than ever. It hasn't gotten worse. It doesn't matter what these dumb statistics that the Quebec government pulls out and whatever they say. It's BS. It, it's, it's, there's more French than ever. So things, yes, there's English everywhere. You still have all these YouTube and Netflix and whatever, like Spotify. You have English music. French people will always like that, absolutely. I'm not saying that there isn't, but everything else is in French, predominantly or fully. So eh, that's, it's not going anywhere. You know, this is not comparing it to uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, or other pockets of French in other places in North America. It's just, a, it's a bad example. Quebec, when people come here, they know. <laughs> They're in a French place. Every know, everybody knows about Quebec. Everybody. Okay, and Montreal is just an international city. If you arrive at Charles, Charles de Gaulle Airport in France, you see English everywhere. But you're in France. So it's just because it's in an international city that you're going to hear English and see some English. But everything is in French, even when they give you a menu, it's, it's, it's in French first. And then they say, and if you ask for an English, they give you an English. So all this stuff is ridiculous. You know, we had Pastigate over a decade ago. You couldn't use words like, they were trying to get you to stop using words like pasta and pizza. And we have the language police and everything that they've tried. It's, it's absolutely silly because French is going nowhere. French is the nucleus of Quebec. It's just too French for it to ever go English. That's it. Everybody knows it. It's too French to, for it to ever change. There's 9 million people in this province. And how many English people? It's like one million. And, and the immigrants that come are forced to speak French and go to French schools because of the rules. So it's never, ever going to change. And I know because I do gigs, and the gigs that I do, I always speak French. They, they want me to speak French first and English second, even when I'm in English zones, okay, here in Quebec. And in areas where I, I could only be speaking English, they tell me, Oh, speaking French too. And, and I do. And it's the first thing that comes out of my mouth because I realize who's around me. They're not going anywhere. No, you're not getting a mass exodus of French people. French people will always be here. But if the younger generations have learned anything, it's to know the English language because language is essential. And that's it. That's all I have to say. This is the stupidest thing that I've heard to date. And you're going to start hearing big companies. 
pulling out of Quebec again. And it's only going to make things worse, not better. These people are fools, and all they try to do is control. Now they're trying to control through language, and they always had. And look what happened when they were trying to control us with curfews and all that other Malakias that was happening in, in come on, come on, are, are we, who is blind to this? Who doesn't see this? That's all it is. It's control. It's, it's, it, it's, they're trying, these politicians are trying to, to be remembered as the one that did it. The one that, that made this a country, you know, the, the politician that, that, that was the first one to be the president of Quebec, to be the first leader of an independent Quebec. They want legacy. René Levesque, who is probably the best guy ever in that position, couldn't do it. And then so many people that came after blew it and couldn't do it. You know, from the Jacques Parizeau's to the Lucien Bouchard's to the Pauline Marois, nobody could do it. So you think a turd, you think a, 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 a salame like, like François Legault with that face, that, that taral face, <laughs> you think he's going to be the guy? He's going to be the guy to do all this? No, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And you're not going to change it by changing words on a dishwasher or, or uh, an oven or any appliance in the house, your refrigerator. Give me a break. This is absolutely insane. Look at my sponsors. Les Delices Lafrenet, in French, by the way. Their box, Simplement Delicieux. It's not written in English, it's in French. Not losing no French language here. Les Delices Lafrenet, five Montreal locations. You could get your custom cakes or theme cakes. Maybe you have a birthday, special birthday coming up for someone in your family. They love hockey, they like baseball, they can make a, a cake around their theme. Work with them. They're designers in St. Leonard on Rue, Rue Lafrenet, the original one, and Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and my home location in Brossard. Check them out as well online, again in French, lesdelicesLafrenet.com. Oh, look at this other sponsor I have. Yeah, like a Baton Rouge, preserving the French Louisiana culture of the South. Okay, it's Baton Rouge. En français, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Baton Rouge, the restaurant. Two shining examples right there. Baton Rouge, you should check them out for a 5 cassette happy hour after work with your coworkers, including the Complex des Jardins location. That is newly renovated and expanded on St. Catherine in the heart of downtown Montreal. And so many great appetizers, meals from ribs to hamburgers, steaks. They've got it all, including that famous spinach dip, their signature plate. It's Baton Rouge Grill House and Bar. Justin Trudeau at it again. But I'm going to be open-minded here. His online harms legislation, that's what it's called, the online harms bill now before Parliament. So here's, look, I'm not going to just shit on every single thing a guy I don't like does. I'm just going to break it down. In short, what is the online harms act? It would oblige... Online platforms, live streaming, so you could talk about any social media platform here, live streaming, YouTube, Twitch, adult content that you might get on Facebook, Pornhub is an example, porn in general, to reduce exposure to, this is what it says, empower users to flag and be more transparent about how they handle seven categories of 
of harmful content. There are, I guess, the, the seven categories. When it comes to content, and this is, this is what I'm for. If it's content that sexually victimizes a child or a survivor or you know, intimate, let's say, content posted of somebody without them knowing, without content, uh, consent, sorry, and we've seen stuff like this happen where some young girl sends a picture, naked picture of herself to a young boy in high school and ends up online, then she, like her whole reputation, uh, ends up being uh, destroyed, stuff like that. Okay, so then these online services would have the power to remove it within 24 hours or then face harsh penalties if they did it. This bill is called C-63, okay? So here's what I'm for. If it's per, for protecting, here's my issue. If it's for protecting children, I'm all for it. You know, the same way I would want children protected in schools and parents knowing what their kids are being taught and uh, whether kids, uh, kids are now using pronouns and all that the parents have an obligation as parents to know of course trudeau we know doesn't want that trudeau wants wants kids to make these decisions allow for gender transition puberty blockers if it were up to trudeau he would allow kids to to have a choice as to whether they wanted to do this stuff on their own we know how he feels about this you know you remember his creepy okay kids uh, i'm asking parents now to leave the room right during covid he was giving that creepy speech outside his um his home tax-funded home and uh, he came out with his beard he looked all scruffy and he was like he looked like a complete like a pedo and he was like okay uh, parents uh, please leave the room i have to talk to your kids by asking all the moms to step out of the room for a minute so I can talk to your kids. I'm going <laughs> to give you a second. If it protects kids from creepy prime ministers as well, I'm all for it. And yes, if I had kids, I wouldn't want, I want, I would want my kids being protected because there are a lot of online challenges with 13 14 year olds nine-year-old kids being drawn to malls to meet up with with guys creepy pedos that are trying to seduce them absolutely i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that these problems don't exist so i'd be all for protecting the kids here's my problem when trudeau and liberals and these and his cronies bring up stuff like this to me there's always seems to be some kind of ulterior motive if they can pass this what's next if they could regulate this kind of stuff can they regulate something else that infringes on our freedoms and our freedoms of expression freedoms of speech that's my issue so if the only issue here the reason why they're doing this bill is to protect kids. Again, I'm okay. But it just seems like there's a new bill coming out every every week or so. There's a new bill and all that. And to me, I don't know, man. I just, I've always been suspicious of the government. And when I when I see these things, you know, being, being put together, 
I, I start my mind starts wandering like mm, what is the ulterior motive is is there something more to this there has to be if they can get this done what else can they do you know based on security right it's you remember after 9-11 and you remember how things changed after 9-11 flying was difficult and you remember the patriot the and you remember the patriot act in in the united states that was enacted so easily which infringed on on your on personal freedoms especially for americans they can now listen in they could read emails they can now listen into phone calls because of 9-11 and use the patriot act to to find terrorists concocting the next terrorist act but that there's a fine line and that's my my whole point do you want to be protected in the skies yes do you want your kids protected online yes but it comes with a price because then what's next what what's the real reason behind all this so that is my concern when this comes up it's not because the minute trudeau comes up with something or puts something up for you know uh, a vote in, in parliament to protect children i'm going to be like oh okay whatever he's putting concocting uh, i'm going to automatically hate so i've i've given my reasons for liking this and i and i've given even more reasons for absolutely disliking it for the ulterior motives that come with it i want you to come to canada joe i know you i know you haven't come to canada yet, but, but lately but because here's the thing here's the thing i because i watch the show all the time so i, I know i know what you i know your feelings about canada but it's here's the thing Everybody loves you in Canada. I, I'm coming down here. Everybody's so stoked that I'm here. I, I love I, Canadians. I just hate their government. No, no. It's Joe Rogan and Tom Green, Canadian comic. Tom Green, who spent about 20 years of his life in the United States as part of uh, Hollywood, living in uh, California. I was on television. And Tom, I had the chance to um, to have on the morning show when I worked in, back in radio. And he's a great guy. I've been wanting to get him. I've invited him to come on to the podcast. And Tom, this is weird because Tom, and I'm not about to concoct or make something up that you know might not be true, but Tom was following me on Instagram. And then at some point he unfollowed me. And I am convinced that he unfollowed me on Instagram because of the stuff that I was talking about. And then I see him here on Joe Rogan, and you could tell if you watch Tom Green on Joe Rogan, he's trying to explain, he keeps going backwards, trying to explain himself, well, what I meant by that, what I meant by that. And you could see that Joe's pushing back. I am not 100% convinced that Tom was on team Joe Rogan or team Freeway Frank, this side of the spectrum during that time okay i'm not convinced especially when he unfollowed me then he said a couple of things like he was sick of seeing certain things online so he just silenced them so i'm convinced about that but then you don't say no to going on joe rogan because joe rogan is the biggest podcast on the planet but there's a lot of parts of this podcast i was watching it with my wife that bothered me because I, I kept looking at my, at my wife going he's only saying that because he's on with joe Okay, those weren't his, his true feelings. Because he started talking about the trucker convoy, the freedom convoy. And he was saying that, you know, it was loud. There were people living in the neighborhood. And there was a lot of honking and all that. But when it came to the freedom of expression and protest, he was against some of the things that Trudeau did. But I'm not quite convinced that Tom Green isn't, doesn't like Trudeau. Like, is, a, is completely a Trudeau hater. I'm not convinced about that. As you see it written down, it's very difficult Polly to remember. Polyev, yeah. That so, guy, mm -hmm. that guy makes so much more sense. Yeah. He's so common sense and just 
calling out all the nonsense that's been done under this administration. It's just so sad to watch. Pretty extreme from an American uh, standpoint, certainly. I mean, to think that, first of all, the trucker rally is, was interesting because I'm from Ottawa. So I grew up downtown Ottawa is like Washington, D.C., right? That's, that's our Washington, D.C. I grew up there. I grew up skateboarding on the Parliament building's front steps. It's kind of funny, in a way, the, the difference between Canadians and Americans sometimes. I'm both, right? I'm a dual citizen. I love, I love, I love... Fence rider. No, I just, I just love both countries, you know. <laughs> Trudeau probably did overstep with some of his uh, reaction to that, with some of the things he said specifically. But, but there was also this element of not only was the city shut down, there's people that live downtown, so they're, you know, those horns were these air horns. Yeah, he didn't like really the Freedom kind of Convoy. Baby sleeping. It's like really like yeah. a neighborhood. He, he's right? trying to so get there. What, what, um, he's being very careful. You know, what is sort of a comparable thing? I doesn't want to piss off what, Joe. You know, in the United States, they, on January, was it January 6th? They, mm -hmm. You know, they did more than freeze those people's bank accounts, right? They threw them all in jail, right? So, they threw a lot of them yeah, in jail. Yeah, so yeah. it's sort of, I'd say it's like a comparison, comparable thing. It's like, I guess that's the thing I just kind of no, feel is it's Completely like, different. Sort of hold comparison. On, hold on, right? hold on. Uh, First <laughs> of all, it's different because Listen they to entered Joe. into the Capitol building. Right, right. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. They, a lot of people broke glass, yeah. they smashed windows, they mm -hmm. did a lot of shit. It was also, it's not comparable because it seems like they were instigated in some way, yeah. at least partially, by, by people in the audience that wanted them to go in there. Yeah. There definitely was people that were instigating people to get into the building. There's video recordings of it. There's also weird instances of cops opening gates. But you might be right and you might be wrong, but you're right to express that you don't think the government should be able to tell you what you can and can't do, specif specifically about putting something into your body or you can't work. That's yeah. crazy. So that's yeah. that protest. It's a different yeah. protest. Yeah, for the sure. The whole vibe Absolutely. behind it's different. Absolutely. It's it, in is response. it is a different subject, for sure. It's but in response to tyranny. Enough people are down with it that he got elected, but... He might not get elected the next time, and then then, then that'll be just like I it is down here. I hope he doesn't. Might just be like it is down here. <laughs> if he gets elected again, you guys are gluttons for punishment. Exactly. It could be. It could be the same as here. Biden could get elected again. Trump could get elected. So if you listen to the podcast, and the reason why I played these clips, Tom is walking a fine line. He doesn't want to piss off Joe, but you could tell by the tone of the conversation he's not convinced about a lot of the things that Joe is adamant about when it comes to... To Canada. And by the way, Joe, for a non-Canadian, is a thousand percent right in his assessment of Trudeau being a tyrant and running the country like a dictator. Now, there are people who think the freedomers, you know, they've labeled uh, people like myself, people like uh, who think like like Joe, myself, you on the other side as freedomers, like we don't understand. And we push this word uh, freedom so loosely and we abuse it. But what people don't understand is all the things that we have seen happen has infringed on our freedoms, whether you like it or not. And there's some people like I always mention that look the other way and are OK with looking the other way because they just want to live their lives, uninterrupted lives. They don't want to think about these things because the minute they start thinking about these things, they, they don't, it's overwhelming. And some people don't have the ability to break it down and to truly understand. Someone doesn't have your best interest in mind, that somebody is actually trying to cause you harm and that somebody trying to do it is a collective, your government. And, and that would crumble their world.
So people would rather just look the other way and not even think about it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Drive-By Podcast, number 171, sponsored by Les Delis Lafrenet. Looking for a custom cake for your big life celebration, like a wedding maybe this year? Then work with one of their designers in the St. Leonard shop on Rue Lafrenet or call Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, or even the newly expanded store in Brossard on Tashro. They'll link it all up and set it all up for you. I'm getting a uh, special occasion cake done as we speak myself. Check them out at lesdelicelafrenet.com. Simplement, délicieux, cannoli, lobster tails, and the best pastries and cakes in the city are at lesdelicelafrenet. Head to Baton Rouge, Complex des Jardins on St. Catherine in the heart of downtown Montreal for a saint cassette happy hour with people from your office. Why not then have a great dinner there any day of the week or on the weekend with your kids and family members. They'll all love the ribs, the spinach dip. They've got some amazing soups there. The appetizers, that's the thing. You can't just get just one. Great appies and then... Get the hamburger like I did the other day or the ribs like my mom did. My wife had some um, chicken tenders and it was all, I was, we were stealing from each other's plates. All fantastic. At Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar, find out the closest restaurant to you by going to batonrouge.ca. With a 30th resto on its way in La Salle, it's Baton Rouge Grillhouse and Bar. Enjoyed this podcast, five-star and on Spotify. Review or comment, an actual review. Type a comment on Apple if you're listening there. Check out any of the past episodes available with guests on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening in. I'll be back with more episodes of The Drive-By next week. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace.